Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. The product super. I've heard about Balance of Nature for some time, and I just thought I'd get involved. And so when I did, I started taking it, and I saw a difference. It kind of balanced out my health, if you will. So my doctor was pleased with that. He said, what are you doing? What's going on? And I just said, I said, well, I'm taking this extra thing called Balance of Nature. And he said, that's good. That's good. So I admonish all people that have some type of health issue, you know, try it. It really helped my health, and I know the product works. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code KATE. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm coming to you with the most important commercial that I've ever done. All of you know what my pillow and myself have gone through in the last five months in my efforts to bring the truth forward. Well, it's all come down to this. I'm having a cyber symposium on August 10th, 11th, and 12th. This historical event will be live streamed 72 hours straight on my new platform, frankspeech.com. You can help by getting everybody you know to go to frankspeech.com now. To help support this cyber symposium event, I am offering some of the best prices ever on my pillow products, but they're only offered at frankspeech.com. Go to frankspeech.com. Lord, give us enough caffeine to change the things we can and handfuls of sedatives to understand the mind of a liberal. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Gentleman from Pennsylvania is recognized. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I'd like to yield three minutes to my good friend from the great state of Texas, Mr. Chip Roy. A crisis at our border, and we're playing footsie with mask mandates in the people's house. I mean, it's absolutely absurd what this body is doing, the people's house. It's an embarrassment. It's a mockery. And the American people are fed up. They want to go back to life. They want to go back to business. They want to go back to school without their children being forced to wear masks to be put in the corner, to have mental health issues. And we're running around here, and the speaker comes down here at 10 o'clock in the morning saying, we got to wear masks in the people's house while we've got thousands of people pouring across our border, and Democrats don't do a darn thing about it. Hmm. How'd you feel about that? I thought it was really interesting um, and good uh, that he pointed that out. All right. Um, I thought it was great. And I have the uh, great Dr. Duke Pesta with me, which I'm always uh, really happy that he's on with me on a Monday, especially. How are you, Duke? I am great, Kate. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. Uh, So much to talk about today. I can't even believe it. Uh, I always feel like every day is a Babylon Bee news header day. But um, but this is it's. It's getting to the point where I I don't, when I say I don't have words, I know I say this a lot on the show, I hope it's not annoying. I just, I'm trying not to cuss, I'm just, I don't have words. I don't know what to say anymore. I just, I wanted to say this though, the, um, the Blaze headline, which I thought was insane, because it's insane, okay, the fact that Representative Chip Roy has to actually say, 
I'm not wearing a mask in here while you guys let the border go. I mean, this is absolute insanity that Pelosi's running around doing a mask. We go from that to menstrual equity bill would require California public colleges to provide period products for trans, I'm sorry, for transgender men who don't have a period, by the way, non-binary and gender non-conforming people who may also uh, menstruate. So I, I'm reading this. I'm listening to Chip Roy, which I agree with him. I'm, I'm looking at the first Eagle Scout who is non-binary. No wonder everybody fled uh, the uh, Boy Scouts. What? What do you? What's your first thing that comes to mind when you're reading these headlines, Doctor Duke Pesta? To me, the first thing that comes to to mind is that this is really what it looks like when a very small minority of progressives wield power, and it should be a wake up call to the rest of the nation that this is not the end. This is the beginning of what they're doing. They are rewriting reality out of existence for a make-believe world. Uh, and for, let's call it what this is, Kate. Mm-hmm. This is socialist utopianism, right? Right. It's the false promise of socialism that has never been realized because it cannot be realized. It is a rejection of reality, rejection of the laws of physics, science, life, humanity, morality, in favor of this ever just over the horizon perfect nirvana that if you simply surrender all of your power and all of your will and all of your liberty to a collectivist centralized federal government or better yet a globalist government that give us a certain number of years and we will cure all diseases and end all war and (laughs) restore the planet and make boys into girls and make Prince, women and grown women into princesses, and mm-hmm. everything's possible for everyone all the time. It that's the kind of lying rhetoric that that utopianism and people and people forget this. The the word utopia is a Greek word, right? And and it's a word that in our modern English language means for most people it means heaven on earth or a nirvana or mm-hmm. right. That, but the Greeks understood it. The word utopos in Greek means nowhere. The Greeks knew it wasn't possible. So when the Greeks wrote about utopos, right, a mm-hmm. utopian society, it was in the recognition that it's a fairy tale. Yeah. And so the, along comes Marxist socialism, and it, it basically promises utopian happiness. If you And notice how you got to get there, though. According to the socialists. That's the key. How, how, yes. <laughs> so completely surrender all your liberty mm-hmm. and all your freedom and all your wealth to a central government. Amen. In fact... Let me let me let's just go a step farther on the how do you get there, okay? Uh, so somebody writes a bill like this, okay? And here's what the bill states. California, now just listen really carefully. California recognizes that access to menstrual products is a basic human right. Now I know all along in the centuries past you're going it is, but yes, you're right to question. Um, that is not just a, that's not a basic right. That's just something we do. We take care of business. <laughs> so, okay, hold on and is vital for ensuring the health, dignity, and full participation of all Californians in public life. So even though you don't have a period and you're a man, the only way to help you is to know that you can participate in it even though it won't naturally come to you, okay? So there's another weird statement. The next statement is this. Inadequate menstrual support is associated with both health and psychosocial issues among particularly low-income people. So now they're saying that they're supporting psychosocial issues for psychosocial people who are also low income, and that makes them psychosocial <laughs> as well. And we're asked to believe that all of this is right. perfect 
natural reality. Yes. Well, let me shift that because this has a never ending. Once you open this can of worms, you can't put the worms or the can back on. So here's what I would say. Uh, as we know, that it is vital to a man's health and self-esteem, self-esteem that he be able to have an erection whenever he wants one. We also know that a man's ability to have an erection is part of his natural participation in the greater world around him. We are calling today in this bill to put little purple pills mm -hmm. in every women's bathroom so that every woman who has transitioned to a man mm -hmm. will be able to get an erection whether mm -hmm. she has a penis or not. Well, I sure hope they're going to include jock straps in the women's bathroom because I feel like if we're going to be equal... <laughs> We got to go. Will be in the those, will be, those will be in the male <laughs> gay bathrooms. That and assless chat. Every gay, every gay bathroom will have uh, unwashed jock straps and leather assless chaps. Because, as we know, in order for gay people to express their pride efficiently in the public square, they need assless chaps and jock straps. And if we deny them this reality as they're parading down, Central and Maine and San Francisco, uh, and every and every dominatrix needs her whip and every and her candle wax for dripping on your nipples. All this has to be paid for because, as we know, these alternative sexualities are more real than made up things like male and female and heterosexual. It's a basic human right, Duke. Absolutely, absolutely. Assless chaps are a basic human right. When are we finally going to get that? If you're a gay male, just like every lesbian bathroom must come with a, a man combs and wallets with uh, and combat boots with a coochie hat. <laughs> that's yeah. exactly right. Yep. And, and, and let's let's do this. Let's give every, and what there are seventy. There's what anywhere between seventy-five and one hundred seventy-five right. genders out there. Yeah. Shouldn't we have bathrooms and accommodations for all of them? So, for instance, if you believe that your mirror gender which means that every time you see whoever you're talking to at the moment, you adopt their gender until, you, until like the next person chameleon. comes around. a big chameleon. Nice. <laughs> right, exactly. We have, it's chameleon stuff, right? So we've got to make sure that they're taken care of. And yeah. What about the people who consider themselves to be vapogender? <laughs> uh, that their gender is like mist. It's a steam, right? Don't we I'd have like to, make to sure be missed. I'd yeah, like to be missed about right now. But, oh, my but as, God. But as ridiculous as this is, just think about where we were 10 years ago, Kate. Think about where the ball has been moved. 10 Jeez. years ago, we would have been laughing louder about less. Mm -hmm. We would have been laughing louder about statements like every, uh, that every man can get pregnant or all men, all men are capable of getting pregnant or not, not only women have vaginas. We would have been rolling on the floor just like this 10 years ago. And here you find yourself in a situation where that's reality now. Yeah. And so- well, you're, what you're reading from the floor of the Senate or the, mm -hmm. the Congress now that they're right. trying to do, that that's upon us now. You ask yourself, where are we going to be in the future? Um, and we're, what you're going to end up with is a situation where um, this is because the only thing that the left can do mm -hmm. is can, as they become more ascendant, continue to persecute as they believe they were persecuted, mm -hmm. heteronormativity. Remember that? Remember the San Francisco gay choir a couple of weeks ago that was in trouble for singing that song? Maybe you could get it on the show. I'm sure you could find a clip online where we're coming for your children. Yes. The San Francisco yes. Adult gay male club singing that nothing you can do about mom. We're coming to get your kids. We're going to we're right. going to make them tolerant. We're going to come after them. The the youngsters are gayer than you think they are. <laughs> Gosh. I just, I'm so blown away sometimes. Um, 
And by the way, transgender weightlifter Laurel Hubbard, um, as we speak about Simone's mental health, uh, we should speak about Laurel Hubbard's mental health out of women's uh, Olympic competition early after failing at all three lift attempts. I almost wanted to cheer because, you know, um, live your dream in women's sports if you can't find your own route in men's. And I think this is what this has come down to. So I'm I'm just perplexed. The dirty little little secret there is. Because all the trans people think now this, you, you all, you bigoted conservatives, this proves that men have no advantage. Well, wait a second. How about this? Laurel Hubbard, he is 44 years old. Mm-hmm. He is older than any other Olympian participant in any other sport by far. So, okay, the fact is, is that the 40-year-old man who failed to win a medal is still a 44-year-old man, way older than all the other uh, participators, and he's a 44-year-old man who took away a chance to weightlift to a much younger woman. So there's your male privilege right there. I mean, if he was, look, if he was 27, a 27-year-old man pretending Mm -hmm. to be a woman, Mm -hmm. and he he failed to outlift most of them, that might be a story. He's almost twice the age of half of most of these women, and he's an Olympian athlete simply because he's a man. Oh my gosh, I can't say amen enough. And let me just say, because of that paragraph from the bill, we are going along with the psychosis. It's kind of like feeding the mask wearer that has diligently worn the mask for 19 months, despite having an Ebola type plague out there. We are creating a a support for the neurotic a support for the psycho, a support. We're actually aiding and abetting in psychosis now. That's what that bill says. Yes, these these forcing two and three-year-old children Mm -hmm. who are as safe as safe can be, forcing two-year-old children to wear masks, which are a definitive health threat to children that young. They're they're not good for anybody, but breathing back your own waste at that young age, it's really dangerous. So in order to make grown-up, whiny, neurotic adults, particularly Democrats, feel better about themselves. We're masking everybody when everybody knows, and even most of the left know, these masks aren't really protecting you from anything. No, they're a bacteria, bacteria shield, so that you're you're breathing bacteria in, which is actually unhealthy. (laughs) It's unhealthy. They're and, doing it. And we know now that you really can't pick it up by touching things. So yeah. the six, the six My, feet rule and right. all this stuff. We, all, we, know as a matter, we know as a matter of actual course now mm-hmm. that these prophylactic methods don't really work. Do you know what but my we're favorite... we're doing it, like you said, yeah. to, to help the collective My, my favorite the, video the, is the one the woman that picked up the dog poo, then put the mask back on her face. She picked up dog poo with it and then put it back on her face. Be right back. Kate Daly Show. More with Dr. Duke Pesta from the Dr. Duke Show. Be right back. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Yep, make the <laughs> make the world literally go away. I <laughs> I'm so tired today. Um, welcome back, Kate Daly Show. And I just wanted to, to tell you, uh, get over to my pillow. Get over to my pillow because I'm telling you that we are in a world of hurt uh, right now for media. I'm telling you that you're going to get amazing products, that you're going to absolutely love them, and you're going to end up ordering them for the rest of your family. And you're going to get that even when you support Truth and Radio which is pretty amazing, right? 
and it helps the show. It helps Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell is having another symposium in August over the fraud. And I'm telling you, if we don't get a handle on this fraud that they're perpetrating, it'll be bigger and bolder than the last time. And they're going to tell you that they got results that have never been had in the history of America uh, the next time around. And we're all just going to be sitting there wondering why we didn't do more coming up to this election. So please support Mike Lindell. Go to MyPillow.com. You can stop snoring with a blue label pillow. Um, they don't sell it in stores. Go there and get it. You'll love me for this one. And um, everything is amazing. The towels, the sheets, everything. I mean, top-notch quality. You can't get better. And you're going to get it for a fantastic price, up to 66% off now. You can get that by using the code Kate. Why are you messing around? You've, to, to support Truth and Radio, to support Mike Lindell, to get the best products that money can buy with towels and sheets and the amazing products they have, please, I'm asking you, this is an ask, go to MyPillow.com, put in the code Kate, and make that happen. And I would order up early for Christmas. You don't know what's coming. And I actually know we're going into lockdowns. I, I just know it. And I don't know. How do you feel, Dr. Duke Pesta? Do you feel like we're going back into lockdowns again? They're going to try to do it again? It's a very, it's this very much like a bad slow motion dream yeah. where you see what's happening, but you're powerless to stop it. Of course, you know, and look, you know, you know, Kate, that I'm the director of Freedom Project. We're an online school. We're going to start. We've already, we're, we're still taking people, even though enrollment awesome. last, ended last week, because people are beginning to see it. And it is absolutely one of the most disgusting aspects of all of this. The public schools are going to wait. They know already what they're going to do. Don't let them fool you. They are all in. The teachers' unions are all in on masks, on social distancing. Even if it goes so far as not having life, they're in. The public schools right. are all in. So they're going to wait until they're not going to. They're not going to do it now fully, although they're tipping their hat a little bit that way, so that people can make alternative arrangements. So people can find now in the next three weeks an other way to to educate your kids outside of the public sphere. They're going to wait until about four days before school starts to say, oh. We've decided it's an emergency. At that point, you're going to be almost no options available to you. That's what the, the, the so you're going to go on paying the government for your kids, even though they will not be educating them at all. I, oh wow, <laughs> huh? Um, I'm between that and critical race and all the stuff going on. I, I'm, I get more and more shocked that people will not take their kids out of public school. I, how far does it have to go, do you think, before people finally have had enough? Because I know they're going to come back to masking the kids. Honest to God, I think there are an alarming number of parents in this, in this country who would rather give up their children to the federal government than give up their two jobs, if that's what it came down to. All right? I, oh. if, if it came to having to actually sacrifice their private, ambitious lives to look after kids if one of those parents had to stay home. I think there are a number of, uh, I, I don't know how high that number is, but I'll bet you close to 20% of parents who would gladly give their kids to the federal government to look after so they could go on with their lives. Jeez. I think uh, there's no other way of explaining this. I mean, yeah. this idea, for, for many far too many parents, public school is nothing more than eight hours, whatever else it is, whether it's successful or not. It's eight hours a day of quote unquote free babysitting that they don't have to be home with those kids, a responsibility uh, that they don't have to spend their times with young children trying to educate them and bring them, bringing them along a path of education. I think there's a, uh, more, more people than you would like to admit right. would, would, would rather the feds just take the kids and give them what they need than to have to radically change their lives 
to make sure their kids were getting a wholesome education. Oh, that just it just makes me sick when you say that out loud. Although I absolutely know what you're saying is right on the money, and I, I'm, I, it makes me nervous. I know over in the um, in the UK, nurses told an, an expectant mother that her baby was not her property once it was born. That is yeah. a. Uh, <laughs> Do we realize how far it's gone? In Australia, they're calling in their military and they're charging people, uh, fining them $11,000 if they share anything on social media about the lockdowns. If they protest the lockdowns, they're taking them in. We are almost to that point in the United States. Let me ask what are we going to do? Aren't, why aren't young, healthy, white soldiers walking off the military campuses? Why? Are, I mean, yeah. you've been told by your own government that you are the enemy. You, it's you, young white soldiers, which by the way, is the majority of our soldiers collectively. Right. Why are you, and young, young white men and women, why are you sitting there in the, a, a, a Marine or Navy or Air Force uh, school or uh, you, you, you signed up for basic training when your training consists of being told how you are the enemy? Right. I mean, w- imagine what would happen if the 60% of the American military that's white just walked off in mass until things like critical, critical, they can't arrest Alia, they can't court-martial Alia, there's mm-hmm. no way they can do that. But why stay there and take it? I mean, why stay there and be taught by your own military? Uh, you stand by and watch why young male cadets are forced to wear high heel shoes during drills sometimes to know what it's like to be a woman, or to sit there and watch where un- much underqualified women have to take much different tests than you have to take and yet get prom- to get in, right? The, the, the strength and the stamina tests that are given to women have been adjusted down, mm-hmm. and, and to balance that, they have adjusted the men's down. And yet, as soon as those women get commissioned, they get officer positions before you do. I mean, why would you put up with this in a military that has gone all in for social justice and sees the American people as the real threat to safety and democracy, not the Chinese or the Russians? Amen. <laughs> Amen. I, you know, you were uh, speaking about schools too, and I was, I had noticed this uh, headline about the university refusing to rehire a math. They didn't want to rehire the math professor who criticized slavery reparations. And we're to the point now where they are making people self-censor to the point where you lose your livelihood. If you don't show vaccine, maybe you might not be able to work there. In fact, they're encroaching so much so that to, to get you to pony up, you know, to get you to fall in line and get on the train. And it's really, really amazing to watch that we keep going along. And you're right about people just not leaving. I don't, I don't understand that. I was, I was looking at Home Depot employees that were leaving because they were forced to be masked up today. And I, I applaud and I applaud and I applaud and we should all be applauding. It's going to take the populace to say we're not going to go along with this because they can't enforce every rule. There's not enough of those people to do that. We're going to have to in mass say no. Well, that's the hard thing. I mean, and I think a lot of people are put off because I think a, a lot of people who feel that way did the right thing and voted for Trump in the last election only to see not only a questionable election, but still no serious answers into why it happened. Uh, I mean, we say that the the majority of Americans ought to be able to exercise enough power to get their will. Well, did they in the election, 2020 elections? Have they gotten answers to the questions that they raised? Have Mm -hmm. we figured out 
uh, from everything we know in some of these recounts that are going on seems to suggest more misbehavior, not less. And yet, where is the federal government on this? Where, I mean, uh, you've got, and even if they were to find out tomorrow that uh, uh, perhaps maybe Trump did win Arizona, did mm-hmm. win Georgia, or at least there was enough uh, dishonesty to question the results, there's nothing that can be done about it anyway. Uh, I think that you're right. The the There has to be enough parents who's going to watch. The public schools are not going to fix themselves. They have committed fully to teaching your kids about race and gender. They don't care. And this is the thing that you've got to get through your head, Mom. The American public school school system doesn't care about your kids' math Mm -mm. grades. It does not care if your kids can read and write at a high level. As long as your kids are are being molded into anti-racist, pro-progressive, anti-American little drones that will be ripe for BLM and Mm -hmm. Antifa recruits, that's all they care about. You're right. In fact... They've demonstrated for 25, 30, 40 years now that they don't know how to teach your kids how to read and write. The, the scores get worse every year. Yeah. And how, how, do, how, do, how do public teach, what happens to public teachers and public schools that fail to educate your kids? They get more money every year. Isn't that more amazing? Year, it doesn't matter as a Republican, doesn't matter as a Democrat president. Every year, the grades go down, the scores go down, the NAEP scores go down. Revenues go up. It was a great story in the news from Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Washington, D.C., right, where you've got the highest dropout rate, one of the top three dropout rates anywhere in the country, and where they spend $22,000 on every kid, which is the, it's, it's the, high, it's the number one dropout rate in Washington, D.C., and they spend the third highest amount of money educating kids of any place in the country. And you've got functional illiterates with high school diplomas in Washington. Then it's even more shameful that it's a majority black city right. governed by blacks, right? Mm-hmm. You got black governors, you got black mayors, and you had a black president under Obama, you had a black mayor of that town perpetually, who are literally standing by and watching your kids get the worst possible education. And yet the teachers, they're spending the most on the education of those kids of almost any place in the country. Oh, you're so right on that. Because it always baffles me. You know, this is how they do it. They say that they need more money, more money, more money. What they do is I kind of look at it as like a little show. You're sitting in the audience and what they do is they have, you know, on the on the strings, the teachers out in front and they toss around the teachers and they say, see, you have to give money because of the teachers and they have them do their little dance. Then they take the teachers off the stage and the administration gets the cash. They keep saying it's all about money. It is not about money money. You do not need this kind of money just to teach kids properly. Um, but they are, uh, they, they use the teachers. They don't pay those teachers. They just use them to get the money. And then they always say it's about money to, to go back to anything, um, that that's saying, well, that has never happened. No matter how much money they throw at it, they're still, they're still saying common core has failed. We're not teaching your kids anything, but how to be social justice warriors. Yeah. And so you ask yourself, why would you send your kids back to these schools? Why? What possible reason is it? I mean, there are more moms and dads awake to what's going on in the schools than ever before. And, you know, there are signs in California alone. mm -hmm. The number of of families opting to homeschool has doubled. Yes. Yes. Uh, So, yeah, that that has to keep we have to keep going on with this. But how soon how close are we, Kate, to a series of mm -hmm. uh, meetings and or movements that that brands that brands public homeschooling 
as anti-American. Oh yeah, and and, and national and Christian nationalist. Absolutely, and they'll try to point out that that homeschool kids have mental health problems, even though yep. it's the kids in school that do, because yep. we've we've been riding the the mental health track for so long. Look what they're doing with the Olympics. Well, but, the, the 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 homeschool kids are all are all almost heterosexual and Christian. Yeah, heter- heterosexual Christians, and that's now considered weird. That's the new to crazy. Where Pope to look like Megan Rapinoe <laughs> and, and associate yourself with right. 18 pronouns is considered normal. Yeah, my own governor puts himself in pronouns. I mean, it's 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 bad. It's it's pretty abusive. And the thing is, I would love to see the teachers finally say, after all these decades, they're using us to get money, and we're not going along with it anymore. Well, um, you Randy, know, Randy Weingarten, the the uh, cha- the chair, chief union unionista for the American Federation of Teacher Teachers, he doesn't even call her union members teachers she calls them members well america's got a great big member for you randy (laughs) we'll be right you're awesome duke we'll be right back talk lines are open now call 888-673-1450 this is the Kate Daly Show. I want to break free. I want to break free. I want to break free from your lies. You're so self-satisfied. I don't need you. Interestingly enough, I'm listening and you're listening to Queen. Free. I want to break free. And they're all dressed as transgenders. But anyway. <laughs> We never knew it was going to become such a thing, did we? Uh, welcome back to the Kate Daly Show. I'm so glad to have you on a Monday Live and uh, glad to have Dr. Duke Pesta with me because I don't know about you, but everyone loves Dr. Duke Pesta because Dr. Duke Pesta just says it like it is, doesn't care, just puts it out there. And he's uh, one of the only college professors in our country that is willing to do that. And I just have to give him major props for that. I also um, wanted, and you can catch the Dr. Duke Show right on my on the Kate Daly Show Facebook page. Uh, please go there and catch his show right after mine because it's just so good. And he just covers things that are not covered. Um, and he also has a wonderful online school called FPEUSA.org. And you really need to go there. You really, really need to go there. I'll put up the link on show notes again so you know exactly where to go. I also wanted to mention Balance of Nature. There is no other food supplement as good as balance of nature. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart, because I would not tell you about this product over and over again every day. If I did not love this product, this product has been amazing. And I'm telling you get balance of nature, go to balanceofnature.com. You should be taking a food supplement. If you're not, you should be, I don't know why you're not look around you. Our food supply sucks. It's horrifying. So make sure that you are taking something that's going to counterbalance all those nutrients in your system. And this is chock full of nutrients, things that are going to help your cholesterol, your cravings. It helps everything. It helps everything. Um, it lowers your blood sugar. It's amazing. Make sure you're taking balanceofnature.com. at least just try it out and see the difference that you feel after about a week and a half. Just do that. Okay, go to balanceofnature.com, but you have to put in the code Kate. And it also helps Truth in Radio. 
when you do it. So if you're doing two things, you're helping yourself and you're helping Truth and Radio, go to balanceofnature.com, get 35% off and free shipping by putting in the code Kate. And I'm really imploring you to do this because I care about your health and order extra for your food storage as well. It'll keep and you're going to want those nutrients. Um, welcome back to the show. I have Dr. Duke Pesto with me. Let's talk about the Olympics because the whole mental health deal with the Olympics is driving me insane. It's I don't care whether Simone gets on a balance beam or doesn't. Who cares? And everybody is making this about walking on eggshells around Simone. I What's your take on her? What's take on the story? Yeah, as an indi- individual who believes in individualism, she can stay or go if she wants to. But yeah. what is what what I am alarmed at and offended by as the idea that any choice you make has to be heroic, particularly if you're African American, mm-hmm. so uh, or female for that matter. I mean, as if if you're making a choice to let your team down, if you're making a choice uh, that sort of makes a mockery of the process, if you're making a choice uh, that you could have made before and allowed somebody else a chance at the kind of fame and success you have, but you took it away from them and then decided not to play, not to participate, then that's not heroic. I mean, the best you can say is she did the best thing for her. Yeah. That's not heroism. (laughs) When When did you become a hero from looking after yourself, putting yourself first? That's not heroism. It may be acceptable. It may be necessary at times. It may be the only way you can move forward in certain circumstances. Mm-hmm. And then, of but course, that, well, she's with, saying it's for the team. So yeah, right. it's for the team. I don't I don't believe that. I think these athletes athletes are pretty wired to have their career and get their career out of the Olympics. So when they when when everyone's just like, I'm only here for my country. Not really. You're there for you. And this is what got you up in the morning. So just be honest about it. It's an opportunity. And Olympics has been an opportunity for many athletes to actually have a career. So it's okay to say that. You can call her decision necessary. You can call it, you can be sympathetic to it. Mm -hmm. You may call it a good thing for her own well-being. But please quit (laughs) making it heroic. I mean, it's not heroic. Let's take a a caller, shall we? Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hi. So um, I just wanted to comment really quickly about what's going on in the schools and um it's so frustrating to me i'm a parent and right. i'm also a teacher mm-hmm. um i am not currently employed as a teacher um but my son who is 14 years old mm-hmm. um i have nine kids okay my oldest is 14 and he um he was asked to give the end of um he's in dixie prep mm-hmm. so he's been doing that every summer mm-hmm. um trying to get into ace academy mm-hmm. um and he was asked to give the end of year <laughs> speech in dixie prep mm-hmm. um before that happened he had to write this paper so my son who is 14 years old had to write this paper on abortion <laughs> wow and so I took him aside, and first of all, I disagree. I don't think kids at 14 years old should be focused on or even right. thinking about that kind of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> um, sadly. So yeah. I took him aside, and I talked to him about abortion and about it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Um, and I was really frustrated that, you know, this kid at 14 years old has to be dealing with this, these kinds of issues. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so he wrote this paper on abortion and he presented it. 
his class, which obviously my son is against abortion. Sure. Um, How did it turn I out? I him with his paper. He wrote it on his own. Okay. And presented it to his to his class, which he got chewed out about his paper, right? Because his stance on abortion, right? Jeez. How sad is that? Um, okay, I only have about 20 more so, seconds. So what happened? So, so what did he do? The kids, like, all these kids, like, chewed him out about it. He didn't back down. And I, and I explained to him later that I said, you know, you're going to be, you're going to realize that you're going to be the only one standing. Yes. Um, in, in certain, in certain, on certain topics and in certain situations. Good. Um, but what really frustrated me is that he was asked to give the end of year speech. And his teacher took the the lady that was over Dixie Crap took him aside and and told him what to speak on or whatever. Someone mentioned or someone jokingly said, um, "Is it gonna? Are you gonna bring in abortion?" And um, like that's what he's going to talk about in his end of year speech. But his <laughs> his leader or the lady that's over it mm-hmm. took him aside and said yeah let's not bring up abortion mm-hmm. let's not talk about it and so then she's like telling him what to say okay i've got to go um, but i i understand and then and then what was the final sentence or two about this because I, I i'm actually really glad that he stood up to all of this that's great so so my me and my husband told him to just like, if, if people are going to ask you to give an interview speech and then tell you what you yeah. can and cannot say. Ridiculous. Yeah. Like, just get up the, and, and tell them. Like, um, I was told that I could, you know, give right. a speech, but then I was told what I couldn't, couldn't say, like, okay. and sit down. Thank you. Thank you for that. And you're a mama bear, and I appreciate it. I thank you so much. I I really appreciate her, don't you? I mean, I can't—the frustration on this is so difficult, and they are honestly driving in topics to our youth that I can't even believe they're making them talk about or take a stance on, or even the fact that he would be kind of like uh, audience bullied over his stance, right? Yeah, I mean, it is it, one of the most things. As a thirty-year university professor, who has almost, who has mm-hmm. every single second of that time been a pretty dramatic minority as a conservative and a Christian, the thing that is the most galling is it's not just that they don't care what you think mm-hmm. and they despise you for what you think, but you, you, they're going to make you participate. You're going to stand up and smile. They're going to force you to sit there and listen to their meetings and to to nod approvingly with every liberal uh, piece of legislation they passed or what this kid's going through, right? Right. Uh, It's not enough that we're going to – we're going we're gonna to push you to the left. We're going to give you an education that's one-sided, that swaps ideology for actual learning. But mm-hmm. we're going to get you makeup, and we're going to get you stand in front of the class. And you, not only do you, will we pick the topic for you, we will pick the opinion. And if you dare do the opposite, I mean, and where, what kind of a classmates, what kind of a class is this little boy in <laughs> where his 14-year-old peers are, tell, are giving him a hard time for being against the slaughter of babies? Exactly. I mean, it, it tells you what kind of education already those kids have gotten. Amen. I, 
parents out there should be frustrated. This is why the homeschool rate is doubling, and I bet it's going to triple this year as they try to mask the kids. Now, in my own state, it'd be against the law now because they made uh, they made a law. The legislature made a law, but they're going to find a way around it. And the schools are already in a mind-numbing way saying we're going to look to the health authorities to tell us what to do um, and what, defy the law? So it's going to be really interesting as all of this unfolds this year and as they start to make the kids wear bacteria traps on their faces again. Um, how unhealthy is that? Do you guys realize that all the way up until October, when they were making the kids wear masks all year, they had two deaths that they could even report for COVID the entire year? Two deaths among children. Um, and that was that was being generous because I actually think COVID is a label. But here, here you go with the stat and then the overkill that's going on. We have overkill in that area. And then we're teaching the kids it's okay to do that and be neurotic. And like with the mental health that we were talking about. And we also teach kids that it's okay to bully somebody if they don't go along with the mainstream notion. Yeah, you're exactly right. We're not, we're turning out little thugs. Yeah. Intolerant. Ironic, isn't it? That all of this is, can be reduced to tolerance curriculum. And the only thing that we're really graduating is intolerant little thugs. Yep. Absolutely. And now we're going to go for the mental health thing. And so you might want to talk about that a little bit because we just had alluded to that about the Olympics. This is everything is going to be around mental health, not COVID, not the not not refusing a mystery shot um, that that can that can actually harm you as it did all the ferrets in the in the animal studies. No, not that it's going to be mental health over the, the smaller things, right? Everybody is going to be concerned about their mental health well-being now. Well, I, I frame it a little bit differently. I say that pretty much everything that used to be healthy and mentally well uh-huh. is now the opposite. So, oh, you're right. Yeah. Uh, the, the nuclear yeah. family, the love of a boy and a girl for each other, heterosexuality, belief in God, all those things. Now, homeschooling, all these conservatism to be a Republican, a member of the Republican Party. These, these now are considered mentally, mentally unstable things. What do you think is going on with these January 6 endless hearings, hearings with Nancy Pelosi, right. where they, they won't put any serious Republicans on who will actually ask questions of the questioners? But it's these these. Uh, Kinzingers and these Liz Cheney's are the only Republicans on the committee. What you're doing there is you're you're making already the, the Democrats are at harder way hard at work at in portraying conservatism and republicanism as itself mental disturbed, right? Right. It is a mentally disturbed worldview. It's the worldview that's the most dangerous thing in America. It's a worldview that gave us January 6th was so much worse than 9-11. This is so much worse than the Civil War. Right. All of this crap. It's just you're you're sowing the seeds of of discrimination against anybody whose whose politics Mm -hmm. is is right of center by calling that definitively a mental health issue. And also with that mental health issue you just mentioned, if you wear a flag shirt and you have a flag, you are a Trump supporting Christian, mentally ill, ready for violent thug. Just the representation of the flag now goes right That's along right. with that scenario and and it used they to be in. the MAGA hat yes and with a space of six months it's now a, it's a the american flag it's the pledge of allegiance it's the star-spangled banner right all the, it's the founding fathers it's the u.s constitution itself yeah we are in the process the process of pathologizing the constitution it's a sick it's not just a wrong mm-hmm. document it's not just a dated document right. it's a sick document 
a document of mental ill health that spreads nothing but white supremacy and racist from shore to yeah. shore. That's where we are with this. And again, the, 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 let's not forget how the great tormentors of the last hundred years Stalin, Mao, mm -hmm. Hitler, they did the same thing. Yeah. They, made, they made belief in an alternative worldview, a worldview that's not the, the dominant uh, worldview of the state. They made that into a mental well, crisis. We're are, aiding and abetting the psychotic. We're aiding and yeah. abetting the neurotic. We're saying that's that, right. yes, you're normal. Go you. <laughs> and we're not. I mean, that's bizarre. Yeah, firecrackers on the 4th of July <laughs> is delusion. Oh right? Standing God. for the Pledge of Allegiance is mentally disturbed. Right. And, you, and it's, not just, it's not just your own sickness. Standing for the Pledge of Allegiance uh, causes other people, other normal people, progressives, to be anxious. and Remember how many, on the 4th of July weekend, how many liberals were writing articles about how mm -hmm. unnerved they were by right. all the flags and all the, the, uh, oh, yeah. uh, the, the, the pickup trucks and all the fireworks? Yeah. They cool. all, in the mind of progressives, all that whole world we used to call flyover country, the Republican yep. red states, they're, they're, just, they're already mentally ill. Oh my gosh, amen. Dr. Duke Pesta, I just love you to pieces. I thank you so much for coming on. And uh, more uh, Dr. Duke Pesta this week, I think, too. I love that. Thank you so much. Catch the Dr. Catch the Dr. Duke show right after mine on the Kate da on the Kate Daly show page. Go to katedalyradio.com and I will be right back. Don't miss this next hour. Very, very important. Be right back. <laughs> <laughs>